G'day guys, my name's Eero, welcome to my show Imperial Rebel Orc Podcast and this is episode 38. Have you missed me guys? It's been a week since the last episode, a whole week. Have you been really sort of pining and sort of wondering where is that guy, you know, where is he with his crazy ways and his ridiculousness and his mildly interesting podcast, where is he? Because... I'm developing kind of a feeling for him because, well, he just kind of oozes sexiness. Pick up the brushes, pick up the paints, pick up the models and crank the music because it's time for The Imperial Orc Podcast. Uh, I'm guessing probably not. I'm, I'm guessing you don't have those feelings towards me. But do you think the hobby is sexy? Big question mark. And that's what this episode is all about. I think in the last maybe decade, maybe a bit more, there's been a revolution. I think geekdom in general has become a whole lot sexier than it ever, ever was before. Now, back in my day in high school, back in the, uh, you know, the medieval times, it was, if you were a dork, if you were, (laughs) I went to a pretty rough school as well, let me just say. If you were a dork, a nerd, a geek, you were the bottom of the pile. You were like, it wasn't cool to be smart. It wasn't cool. It certainly wouldn't have been cool to play Dungeons and Dragons or mi- with miniature tabletop wargaming or anything like that. Like, yeah, uh, I knew of kids that you know copped it pretty badly in a physical sense, um, in a violent sense, <laughs> because they was. And I'm trying not to laugh because it's not funny. Like, but it is a little bit funny. But what I'm saying is, it's come a long way, and. I, for one, am raising my my hand, raising my banner to say I'm an absolute dork, an absolute geek. But back in the day, at high school, it was very much a hidden thing. It was a deep, dark secret. I um, I still, you know, at the age of 13, 14, I was still playing with G.I. Joes and Legos and stuff like that. Um, at the age of uh, 15, it started to change for me. I started to really, really get into girls at that point. Freak me, baby. Oh, yeah. Freak me, baby. Oh, just like that. I want to eat your arms and legs until you say stop. I want to eat all your body, baby. Make you real hot. Geeks or nerds or dorks can be into all sorts of things. Uh, For example, Lord of the Rings geeks. They could be Star Trek geeks. They could be computer nerds. When I was in high school, computers uh, sort of arrived at my school in year nine. So that was 1993. I was 14. And the computers arrived. And sure enough, there was probably two or three boys that were like, wow, all my wet dreams have come true because now I can play Wolfenstein at school or solitaire at school. I went to a technical school and it even came down to like which subjects you chose would define your level of coolness. For example, if you were into electronics um, because you wanted to be a sparky eventually, an electrician, um, you were seen as a dork. You were seen as like, oh my God, why would you be interested in electronics? Whereas if you did woodwork or sheet metal or automotive, you were seen as cool. 
so when I when I think about that now, that's really really weird to me. Anyway, so like I said, I very much hid my um, hidden geeky passions away from the world. Didn't really talk about it too much to people. I found a couple of like-minded people who uh, happen to still be my friends today, um, <laughs> but. In general, it wasn't hugely spoken of. I didn't really talk about the fact that I loved painting little soldiers. Um, Not at all, really. Uh, (laughs) um, I got involved in bands and and music, and that was kind of what we became known for at the school, and that was kind of cool too. Like we were, we I think people still saw us as a bit weird, um, but we're in a band, so you know, surely we must be cool. Never in a million years did I think geekdom would be a sexy thing, uh, uh, an appealing thing. Um, whether you're man, woman, boy, girl, whatever, I never thought it was going to be sexually appealing for someone to be a, a massive geek. And I don't know exactly why it changed. I did a little bit of research, approximately about 10 minutes, um, (laughs) and I really couldn't find what that thing was because I reckon like something like Star Wars has always been cool and has always been kind of sexy, but that's me talking about it because, and I'm a geek. So, you know, my dad, for example, would be like, nah, it's uh, it's just for geeks, mate. It's not cool at all. <laughs> so I don't know, I don't know where, what the turning point was. Like, what was it? Was it a movie? Was it aliens? Was it um, UFOs, the study of UFOs? Was it uh, the computer technology, the computer age kind of took off with the internet and stuff, and suddenly it was cool to get into IT and that kind of thing? I really can't pinpoint what it is, but like I said, over the last decade, possibly longer, even uh, 15 to 20 years maybe, suddenly the geeks started to come out of the dark cellars where they'd been hiding their pasty skin and they started to, you know, they started to come into the limelight, um, obviously lathered in uh, UV protection, um, uh, sunscreen, and <laughs> suddenly they had a voice. Suddenly people were listening and going, you know what? It is they're kind of cool. They're actually kind of cool kids because you know the things they're into, um, computers or chess or um, history or whatever science, whatever it was. Suddenly that became cool. And don't get me wrong, I don't think it um, overtook what the jocks were doing, you know. I don't don't think it um, overshadowed things like sport and, like, uh, you know, like cooler things like that. But, well, inverted commas, cooler things like that. But there was definitely a shift. Suddenly you had the likes of David Tennant, who was the, uh, who played Doctor Who. Um, Simon Pegg you know, typically dorky guys, but who were suddenly sex icons. Suddenly they were like in the limelight and girls were the opposite sex were going, hello, they're actually all right. And, um, you know, for me personally, when I was younger, you got like uh, Dana Scully. Uh, (laughs) That's the character name from X-Files, who was suddenly, you sort of go, yeah, she's not your stereotypical sort of bombshell, but she's very intelligent. And that is kind of sexy and she's into aliens and she was a little bit of a skeptic but you know she Mulder got her sort of convinced that there was something out there but what did all this mean for our beloved hobby was painting miniatures suddenly sexy was it cool to be that geeky that you collect 
metal slash plastic miniatures, paint them, display them, and then on occasion, get them out on the table with a whole bunch of terrain that you've built or bought and uh, have a have a friendly game um, in your basement of your mum's house. <laughs> Was it suddenly sexy? We'll get to what I think in a moment, I but I did ask the question on Instagram. Didn't get a huge response on this one. Not as nowhere near the kind of response I got for what's better, metal or plastic miniatures. And my suspicion is because my audience is full of geeky virgins. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Maybe some people were a little bit bashful. Maybe some people didn't really understand it, but. Basically, I just wanted to have a bit of fun with this episode, guys, and ask the question, is our hobby sexy? And I'll read the, uh, the, the very few responses I got from Instagram now. Okay, so as Eero mentioned just before, um, he put up a question on Instagram and asked the question, is our hobby sexy? Let's take a little look at some of the comments. So the main question, the the big question was, having a bit of fun with this topic for the next podcast episode, I'm asking, is our hobby sexy? Yes slash no, and why or why not? Comment below, or better still, email me a voice recording with your answer. Uh, Marg Harrett said, when I see a a nice mini, I'm tempted to leave a comment like sexy, but I don't know how people would would react. Interesting. I said, just do it. I do. Sexy doesn't necessarily mean you want to have sex with it. (laughs) I've called things like drum kits and guitars sexy. Uh, D-F-K-M-E-I. Difkami. I think they've commented before. They said, it sure is. It's creative. It takes dedication and skill. Lots of chicks dig that. And I replied with, that's very true. As much as they say a sense of humor is important, I think a creative side is equally as important. I'm actually quite wise when I want to be. Ethical underscore ice, eth underscore cream underscore truck, ethical ice cream truck with an underscore between each of those words. They said, the line, why don't you come back to mine and check out my mini, has never worked for me. And I said, uh, you could have at least said, it's a titan. <laughs> Good on you, Eero, you dickhead. Um, H underscore un underscore gur. So hunger, but broken up with underscores. Said no. And then we had quite the conversation this afternoon. Uh, but they said no, doesn't mean it's not cool though. And I said, that's true. Then they said, but that's the thing. It never needed to be. It's a raw creation similar to collage. Similar to collage, the beauty in that far surpasses any sexiness. Then we had colorless blob. <laughs> that's a that's a great name, colorless blob. Um, I reckon I've met people that are a color colorless blob. So I work in a game store, right? Question mark. From personal experience. Uh, sorry, let me start it again. So I work in a game store, right? From personal experience, miniature painters have the hottest and coolest significant others. So I think that makes it sexy. (laughs) 
that's uh, that's funny and kind of creepy because you're obviously checking out the partners of all the people that come in to buy miniatures and stuff. But that's you know that's human. Um, they went on all. They went on to say also. Uh, minutia and time investment are super sexy traits in someone plus it's not a cheap cheap hobby too so good on us for having enough cash to buy the models and paints we need yeah flashing your cash around in the game store dude thank you to everyone who did comment though look my answer is basically it is sexy because I think any form of creativity is sexy. So whether you're in a band, whether you're into knitting, whether you're a painter, sculptor, whatever, if you're writing your own computer programs for a game or something, that's creative. Um, doing certain renders for games or, or a, a, a CGI movie or something like that, that's cool. And that's sexy. So I think the actual miniatures, well, they can be sexy too, I suppose. I've uh, I've done a few where I go, wow, that's actually pretty cool and pretty sexy looking miniature right there. Um, but I think I think the hobby as a whole is a is a sexy thing because yes, it's incredibly geeky, but as I mentioned before, you know, that's the new sexy. Um, and I don't know. I think I think if you're if you're not afraid to be yourself, if you're a, a confident person and can be like, yeah, this is what I do, and I'm proud of it. It's a bit crazy. It's a bit kooky. It's incredibly geeky. But this is me. I think that's sexy in itself. The fact that you're you don't shy away from it. The fact that you're willing to put your hand up and go, hey, I'm a geek and this is what I'm into. That's the sex appeal, in my opinion. Um, I think someone should always be confident and proud of who they are, and that trait is sexy. It's the Imperial Rebel Org Podcast! The hobby spotlight this week, guys, is on Dark Paintbrush85. That's his Instagram handle. I'm not sure if he's got any other... Uh, pages or Facebook or blogs or anything like that, but I fo- I've, I've been following him for a little while, um, but just the other night I was uh, looking at his work in more detail, and it's it's really cool. Now, talk about Grimdark. His work, his terrain work, let me say, is, is the epitome of grim and dark, and let's just throw some greasy rust in there as well. He's a bit of a uh, Necromunda fan, and uh, yeah, and just and and just throws himself in the deep end of all the uh, all the terrain terrain work, and it's unbelievable. It's really it just puts you there, puts you straight there in the setting, and there's so much grime, dirt, grease, rust, but it somehow just works. He's had he's got some spot colours here and there. Um, he's got you know the uh, like the toxic waste. Uh, sort of barrels and and pools and stuff like that as well. It's, it's just a sight to be seen. So go check him out in his dark paintbrush eighty five.
What have I been up to in the beloved hobby? Look, like I said last week, I'm afraid to say, not a whole bunch. I've been chipping away at the uh, the 52nd Talan Renegade Desert Raiders. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Um, I, I built a little buggy uh, from a, a Gene Steeler Cultist um, kit. I have just started working on a Sentinel, but honestly, guys, not a whole bunch because I've been so flat out with work, like unbelievably flat out, which is a great thing. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I love my job and I, I love the money. Um, <laughs> money makes me able to buy more toys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't allow a lot of time to do any hobby stuff. And to be honest, when I do have the time, I'm sort of knackered and just slump in my armchair and and watch some shows i've actually been watching a show with um on netflix no i think it might be on amazon prime uh that's here in australia uh it's got um what's his name um james franco in it and it's called eleven twenty two sixty three, as in the date and it's about this guy that basically finds like a porthole into like a dimensional porthole that takes him into the past takes him back to like 1960 i think it was or 61 and he goes on this mission to try and stop the assassination of JFK, John F. Kennedy, uh, in America. And uh, it's all about the adventures he gets into along the way and all that kind of thing, the people he meets and he falls in love and all that kind of thing as well. And it's 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 really cool. So, yeah, go check that out. I've been, <laughs> instead of doing the hobby, I've been watching that. But it is a, it is a very, very cool show. If you'd like to email me, you can by typing into the address bar, imperialrebelorc at gmail.com. You can follow my Instagram, which is imperialrebelorc. You can find and read my 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 blog, uh, which is imperialrebelorc.wordpress.com. Basically, guys, type in imperialrebelorc into the uh, into your search engine and you'll find my gear. You'll find it. You no, know, it's not hidden away. It's not a secret. It's all out there. Go check it out. Now, speaking of emails, I had an email from a guy called John W. Um, that's all I know. Uh, John W. Don't know where he's from, what he's doing. And uh, he said, <laughs> he, which actually made me chuckle quite a bit, he said, I listened to episode one and two and have decided I'd rather watch paint dry than listen to any more episodes. Uh, <laughs> which, is, which is a lovely, a lovely thing to say. I, re- <laughs> I really appreciate any feedback, um, negative, positive, preferably constructive but you know what john w that's okay everyone's entitled to their opinion i you know i'm a big fan of uh the the uh, the phrase if you can't please everyone then just please yourself and that's kind of what i'm doing i i really enjoy putting these podcasts together it's a bit of bit of a laugh and a bit of fun and uh you know uh, some people at least seem to be enjoying it but not so much john w but all the best to you my friend and um that's it from me, guys. That's uh, been episode 38, short but sweet. I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed the episode, though. It's uh, it got maybe a little bit too sexy at times. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> but I'll be back next week with episode 39. Until then, be good to yourselves, guys. Take it easy. You've been listening to The Imperial Rattle Podcast. <laughs>